This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. Teal Talk Radio, Season 7, Episode 34. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 34 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today we're speaking with Kevin Anselmo, creator of the Global Innovators Academy and the instructor of the Interview and Innovator Experience. Previously, Kevin was Director of Public Relations for Duke University's Fuqua School of Business, and prior to that, managed the media relations for IMD in Switzerland. Kevin lived and worked in Switzerland for eight years and in Germany for two years. He's led communications initiatives in various countries around the world. The Global Innovators Academy provides students and young professionals with exposure to innovative and entrepreneurial thinkers through an experiential communications training program that enables participants to be more marketable and innovative in a disruptive world. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin. It is my pleasure to be with you, Randy and Lynn. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Our pleasure. So where are you located today, Kevin? I am located in sunny Sarasota, Florida. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Here we are, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Although it is gorgeous outside, it's still sunny and 85, so no complaints today. So let's kick off our conversation today with a personal story about what brought you to creating the Global Innovators Academy. Yeah, thank you. I mean. Global, I, I like to say I have two children, I have two young sons, and Global Innovators Academy is my third child. Uh, it's something very special to me, a project that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, something that's kind of been percolating for years. Uh, and essentially, Global Innovators Academy, I, I think it really did come about of, over the course of you know various experiences that I had throughout my professional journey. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever had a moment where you're listening to something or you're reading a book or and just that aha moment goes off. And for me, that happened in 2018. I was listening to the audio book of Most Likely to Succeed by uh, Ted Vintersmith and Tony Wagner. And they had a chapter in... Uh, the book I was listening to on communication. And uh, I can just, I copied this before our our show just to uh, share with your listeners. uh, And I can just read a few sentences from the book, but basically it's this paragraph 
that basically when I heard this, I said, I gotta, I gotta launch this Global Innovators Academy. Um, and so basically it says students need to be writing constantly, learning to write well, like any other skill takes many, many hours of practice. Second, students need to write for a real audience and to receive regular instructed feedback from their audiences. And as I was listening to this idea of Global Innovators Academy, letting students write articles based on interviews and then creating that content for a real audience, publishing it online, hearing feedback, not only from a, a professor or a teacher, but also from a public audience, and then thinking about the different benefits that come about as a result of that. And so it was just kind of funny how hearing that uh, excerpt from the book as I was driving in North Carolina at the time, uh, I just wanted to turn around and go back home and start working on this project. And I've been thankful that I've been able to do that over the last couple of years. What a great story. So let's let's move into the conversation around uh, the academy and particularly the interview and innovator program. So tell us more about that and and what important life and career skills are students in the program building? Yeah, great. Uh, let me let me ask you, Randy and Lynn. Did either of you ever do an informational interview at any point in your educational journey? I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> informational interview like yeah. job interview or yeah. interview yeah, yeah. to learn something yes yes okay so you did that and Ray, Ray, did you ever do that yeah 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 okay and so you know i did that as well uh and it was a you know great experience i was interested in sports journalism at the time i interviewed a sports reporter at the local newspaper uh came back to my dorm room i was in college at the time wrote a wrote a, wrote a paper for the professor and voila it was finished and what I like to think about is there are so many missing parts. That's traditionally what we think of, of an informational interview. So probably similar to uh, the experiences you had. Uh, and what I think is what a missed opportunity to actually take that experience to the next level. So what I think about uh, the uh, interview and innovator program, it's really informational interview 2.0 because the students are gonna go out and do interviews with innovators, people whose work is of interest to them. And then they are going to not only just go back and say thank you very much and you know that's the end of the, the dialogue but they're going to go back and they're going to write an article that is then published online and what happens as a result of that well there's several things first of all there's actually something in it for the person who's being interviewed right they're going to get a little bit of exposure but the student's work is public the student's work is noticed the student is learning communication skills they're learning networking skills they're gaining inspiration about careers in different ways. And then they're building a digital footprint that makes them more marketable. And so I've been fortunate to work with a number of different students in different contexts, going through this experience, teaching them, you know, who, who should you interview? How do you go about doing an interview? Then once you've done that interview, how do you write an article? How do you then get approval for the article to publish it online? Uh, how do you edit the article? And then how do you promote that article so that way uh, it stands out, and so that way you, the student, are more marketable. And so it's been great pleasure to go through that experience and give that experience to students uh, in a number of different capacities. So one of the connections I'm making is actually, Lynn, you remember a couple seasons ago, Julia Freeland Fisher and Who You Know? I absolutely love that book. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. a whole blog post about uh, Julia's book, uh, Who You Know, because it's essentially, you know, it is a really practical way to put that into practice. Yeah. And just the importance of young people developing those networks and, you know, how that feeds into the whole equity conversation and 
Uh, that was a really good conversation. So your your um, explanation around the 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 program really made me think back to that connection. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic book, and that was you know, but I, it's one of those things we put so much emphasis on. And Julia speaks about this much more eloquently than I do, but we put so much em- emphasis on what we know. And the reality is many of the job opportunities, many of the different opportunities that we receive in life are a result of who you know. And yeah. obviously you need to know something, I'm not saying you should not gain new knowledge and skills, but you need to be able to connect those new knowledge and skills uh, to individuals that can help you uh, find the right opportunities. And I, I think there's, there's obviously several different ways you can go about doing that, but I think creating content uh, you know, reaching out to, you know, I've been fortunate to have podcasts over the years. I've created a lot of articles over the years as a, as a professional. And I think one of the best ways to actually have a conversation with someone to increase your network is to go out and do interviews, kind of like what you're doing here, uh, like what a lot of people are doing when, whenever they do create content. So certainly one of those life and career skills is communication. And you've given us a really good example of that um, through the interview process how, what are some other life and career skills that learners acquire throughout uh, this program? You know, it's been fascinating. I've been working with Southern New Hampshire University's global education movement. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that program, but it's basically a program for refugee learners. Uh, so these are university students who are refugees in different refugee camps in uh, primarily in Lebanon, Rwanda, and Kenya. Those are primarily the uh, students I've been working with from those different countries. And, but I think this is true for also a, a typical U.S. kid who's either in high school. My program is primarily for high school students, uh, juniors and seniors, trying to think about what they want to major in, think about uh, if they want to go to college, think about career opportunities, uh, as well as for college students. And, you know, the, the outcomes, the goals are a little bit different in terms of, you know, what should an internship look like or should I keep continue pursuing this major, should I go to graduate school, et cetera. Uh, but working with uh, Southern New Hampshire University's global education movement, it's been fascinating to work with uh, these refugee students. And one of the things that's really come out is that kind of an unintended consequence, uh, unintended benefit is uh, confidence, right? And so a lot of the students actually, you know, if I think about it too, in my life, a lot of the students showed me like, wow, I had the opportunity uh, to interview somebody, uh, to interview a professional. Uh, and so, you know, a refugee student in Rwanda is interviewing a government official in New Zealand. That person is doing that interview from their community where they live, doing that interview with this government official in New Zealand, and then writing an article uh, based on that interaction. Uh, a student in Lebanon, for example, is interviewing the CEO of a nonprofit organization in New York. Uh, another example, a student in the U.S., uh, she is in Arizona, a high school student, and she's interviewing an entrepreneur who's in Seoul, South Korea. So I absolutely love the idea of giving students exposure to the world and having them go about doing these different interviews. Um, and also like just hearing, like obviously that builds your network. Obviously that's a great way to learn about another person's culture, to learn about another person's career journey, uh, to, to hear, uh, I call this program Global Innovators Academy because you know, the idea for me is innovation is about coming up with new, coming up with new solutions to different problems, to different challenges, and hearing from other experts, hearing from, uh, hearing the stories about how other people have done that, I think is one way how we gain inspiration about what innovation is, and then we think about how we might uh, go through that process ourselves, how we might 
take some of that best practice, similar to the example I shared of, of reading from Ted Dintersmith and Tony Wagner's book. You know, that was their their little excerpt there about the importance of communication skills. I've taken that to the next level and applied that for myself. And I think um, exposing students to ideas and then giving students the confidence to that they can go out and network, they can go out and, and bring value to other people. Uh, that's been a great benefit. Uh, I, and then, uh, you know, one of the things I, I believe is it's really important uh, to speak to professionals. And I think this is something true for young people. I actually think it's something true for people who are older and in the middle of their career. Talk to other people, <laughs> talk to other people, gain inspiration. You know, in some cases, you know, you might want to be a lawyer as a kid and, you know, go out and speak to a lawyer, find out about their job. And if that job sounds interesting, great, you know, keep going on. If that job sounds horrible, well, guess what? Maybe you shouldn't be, maybe you should think about what you'd be studying. And so it's been really encouraging to hear uh, the different, and when I work with the students, I have them uh, basically structure their article in three ways. They first write about the journey of the person who they've interviewed. They then write about what are the kind of the tips that that uh, person can share related to innovation, and career success. And then the third part, and I think the most important and fun part that I enjoy editing, is what is the student going to do as a result? What is the student's uh, action points? And there it's fascinating to read how, you know, one student interviewed an entrepreneur uh, in, in the Sudan, somebody who started a soap company, and this guy wrote, I want to start my own soap company. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, you know, in other cases, it's not always that like glorious, but in other cases, it's like this gave me confidence that I should be, you know, looking for mentors or I should be developing my personal brand or whatever it may be. It could also be like, now a student hasn't written this, but if a student were to write, like, I don't really want to go in that career, um, you know, that for me is a win because uh, that that helps, you know, crystallize the thinking. So uh, I think those are some of the some examples and some uh, benefits. Uh, related to the experience. So recently you shared with us an article on content learning, and we'll link that in our show notes as well so our listeners can check that out. But talk to us a little bit more about this idea of content creation and how it connects to what we've been talking about today. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess let me ask you this, uh, Randy and Lynn. Uh, have you ever created content? That one and, we know. <laughs> yeah, okay. You've created content. I know you're creating content because I listen to your podcast. Um, you, know, you create content because you want other people to benefit. But how often have you created content and it's like, I don't care if anybody else listens to this podcast or I don't care if anybody reads this blog post or whatever. I've learned so much. Has that happened to you before? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, you know, for me as well, um, you know, I think it's fascinating. I, I was reading recently Jeff Bezos' book uh, or somebody who had written a book about Jeff Bezos. I think Brad Stone is the author. And one of the things that happens at an Amazon meeting, which I think is fascinating, where if you have an idea mm -hmm. that you want your colleagues to, uh, to, to consider, to implement, that person needs to write a um, some sort of document. It's a couple page document. And... Bezos explains why he thinks that is so important and it really like, crystallizes. And when, when you, you know, I think just blurting out whatever that, that person's idea is, is one thing. But I think when you, we have to sit down and write about, uh, you know, what, what that idea is, you, it really forces you to try to you know, gain clarity. It forces you to, uh, you know, explore different questions, explore different uh, gaps in your thinking. Uh, and so in this article that you mentioned about content learning, I, I see there's four main benefits in terms of creating content to learn. And that is to crystallize our thinking, to grow our networks, to spark curiosity, and to inspire us to innovate. And 
you know, there's this whole idea around content marketing and, you know, let's create content and get thousands of people to download our podcast or to get thousands of people to download the white paper or read our book or whatever it might be. That's great. I mean, I've, you know, I've created lots of content over the years and I love when I see high numbers of people who are uh, consuming my content. Um, but there's also, you know, it's hard to, to really build an audience, a, a massive audience. Uh, and that motivation of let me become, you know, famous or popular is uh, a bit short-sighted in my opinion. And I think if we can help, and this is true for ourselves as maybe mid-career professionals, uh, but also for young people, you know, create content to learn, create, you know, write a blog post based on an interview with somebody. And whether that blog post is read by 10 people or a hundred people, think about what have you learned? How can you crystallize your thinking, grow your network, spark your curiosity and gain inspiration on how to innovate by creating that piece of content? And uh, I, I think it's, it relates very closely, obviously, to some of my goals for the Global Innovators Academy Interviewing Innovator experience. And uh, I think it's something that I try to hold, to, you know, keep in mind myself when I'm creating content. So I'm curious, what what is some of the content other than the interviewer journal articles um, that the students might create through the program? So right now, you know, global it's called Global Innovators Academy, and right now there's one program in within the academy called interview and innovator and this okay. is a uh a program where this you know it's a it's an online course that's complemented by in-person uh potentially in-person experiences but also zoom calls uh as well as i provide in-depth editing uh, for each student's article so that's the first program in the academy my vision long term is that there will be more uh, experiences and there will be more different types of programs that relate to other forms of content creation uh, i would love to have eventually as, as the first program kind of gains traction. I mean, I would love to have a show, a, a program in which students are doing podcasts. I think doing sure. podcasts is a great way, as you know, uh, <laughs> of connecting with people and, uh, you know, creating something useful for others and, you know, giving visibility for guests like myself, as well as giving visibility for the work that you do. So, uh, you know, that's a program I have in mind. Another type of program, maybe potentially around video content, maybe other things that are around LinkedIn. But right now, uh, starting out with uh, this program, Interviewing Innovator, and more writing, uh, more focused on writing based on interviews. Mm -hmm. As opposed to producing the interview via podcast or vodcast or something down the road. Interesting, yeah. you could take multiple lenses, right? Definitely. I mean, that's my goal. I mean, you know, I, I don't like to put, I, I'm always cautious about saying this, but, you know, I, I love Khan Academy. And, my, you know, I, my kids use Khan Academy. Uh, I've used Khan Academy as somebody a little bit older. And what's great about Khan Academy is there's so many different options. And you know, my goal is eventually that there is something similar out there that helps students learn about innovation by putting into practice different uh, communications and marketing skills. So that right. idea of creating content resonates because <laughs> that's pretty much how we got started with podcasting too. It was more selfish. It was like, how can we learn? Let's connect with other experts and, and bring that in and some of the work that we were doing in the school district at the time, yeah. you know, it really, helped resonate for that too. So I, I think it's good for anyone, regardless of age, to be creating content because it, it forces you to think. Like writing is is thinking and it if, you know, talking is thinking as well, um, but I think writing actually makes, forces you to crystallize it even more. Um, so I love that idea of um, content learning. Thanks for sharing that. All right, we're at the point in the podcast where we have a few rapid response questions for you. Are you ready? I am ready. 
All right. Excellent. Who's one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about communications and networking skills? So there is an author by the name of Mark Schaefer. It's S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. Uh, he has a, he's a uh, consultant and he's also a professor. And so I really like his views around uh, communications and marketing. Uh, he talks about networking. He also talks about entrepreneurship quite a bit. Uh, he recently wrote a terrific book that I, I just read called Cumulative Advantage. It's basically how do we gain momentum for our ideas? Uh, he creates content consistently and uh, I try, I've, I've instilled some of the ideas that I've gleaned from his content uh, into the Global Innovators Academy Innovator Experience. And so that would be my answer to that one. Excellent. How about if you're recommending one book to our listeners, what might that book be? Yeah. So I'm going to go back to uh, my first response when I talked about Most Likely to Succeed by Tony Wagner and Ted Dintersmith. Uh, I really think that's a, a must read for anybody who's interested in education and uh, innovation and uh, how, how education should be innovating uh, over time. I love the movie too, the film. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, last rapid response. What online site or resource or person do you learn from regularly? So I love the Getting Smart podcast. Uh, coincidentally, I am here in part because I listened to the podcast and reached out to Randy because I had heard Randy on the Getting Smart podcast. Uh, I love the content that Tom, uh, Tom Vanderark and, and his colleagues create on an ongoing basis, both the podcast as well as the uh, written articles. That would be my yeah. recommendation. It's a great website for anybody looking to go down uh, some rabbit holes too. <laughs> Lots of resources there. All right. To wrap up our conversation here, Kevin, uh, what are you working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I, I guess it would be apropos to be talking about uh, the Interview and Invader program. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate to run this program for different students. I would really love to grow this program. To The program can be run at scale. Uh, you know, just to share a very quick kind of concluding comment, uh, in one of my last Zoom sessions with the student refugees I worked with, uh, I was getting ready to wrap up the program, and one of the young men said, hey, before we conclude, I'd just like to say something. And the guy started crying, saying, like, this has been so uh, inspiring that he was able to talk to different uh, innovators, and he was able to write his, all these articles. And, you know, I truly believe in this experience. I believe it can be really powerful for people. I've seen that firsthand. And I would love to scale this program and work with, with others. And so uh, if you work at a high school, if you're at the college level, if you want your students to kind of gain uh, some ideas around college and, and career readiness uh, from, from a high school perspective, if, if university level, if you're thinking about um, you know, students and career development or an entrepreneurship program, I'd love to hear from you. So uh, please reach out to me and uh, love to scale this program with you. Absolutely. And we'll add your um, contact information in our show notes, your Twitter handle. People can reach out to you um, directly and connect with you and maybe uh, provide some examples or new content for you to investigate. That would be amazing. So Excellent. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us today, Kevin. We really appreciate your time. And to learn more about Kevin's work, you can visit many of the links in the show notes. Um, lots of resources there, including the books and podcasts that uh, Kevin shared with us. That's it, Randy and Lynn, thank you so much for, for the opportunity. I just want to encourage you both to uh, keep creating great content as, as you do here on this podcast. I really enjoy it, and I trust that many others do as well. So, Thank you.
Thanks so much for those kind words. And as we wrap up our conversation, each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how would your students benefit from connecting and communicating with expert networks outside of your school? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tealtalkradio.org and look for season seven, episode 34. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.